Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast where I get to interview special guests about their story um, and what resilience means to them. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Casey Stevens. How are you? Wonderful. So happy to be here with you, Amanda. What time is it in Seattle at the moment? Mm, it's about 6.30 p.m. So oh, and, and the day before you, so we're still on Sunday. Yeah, oh, well, thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to be here with me tonight for you on a Sunday. Great. Likewise. Yeah, I'm so glad to connect. Oh, that's so lovely. Please allow me to introduce you properly. So Casey mm-hmm. Stephen is a spiritual psychologist. Casey has worked um, over a decade of um, clinical practice working with thousands of clients worldwide she's a licensed psychotherapist a master certified consciousness coach and a certified clinical hypnotherapist beyond that her intuition and healing abilities allow her to feel clients in unique energy patterns adapting tools and techniques to support optimal organization for the for the precise needs of each soul i love that Casey offers a unique combination of behavioral sciences, psychoeducation, quantum physics, clinical psychotherapy, intuitive energy practices, ancient medicine techniques, and mystical studies to not only help, but to guide her clients to true somatic embodied healing. Her clients include those individuals and groups who seek to shift deep unconscious patterns, limiting their highest potential. Wow, this is so similar to kinesiology as well, how you must work with your clients. I can't wait. Yeah, and I've trained in some energy psychology. So really they're, um, you know, go hand in hand, right? Yeah. So what got you into this modality? Tell me. Oh, gosh. I mean, kind of a a lifelong journey, right? Um, Aligning more with my purpose as I went. But um, I didn't. I had a whole nother life uh, before I did this, you know, kind of the first, you know, my twenties, I guess, um, and totally worked in a different industry. And then there are these moments, right. Where life kind of redirects you and, um, had to reset after some really intense challenges in my own life and really get me onto an even more clear aligned path with myself, which obviously took lots of years of self-work, inner yeah. work, reflection, therapy, healing, all of those modalities. And just as I dove deeper and deeper into my own healing process, um, and I recognized, you know, during that time, just how high of a value that that was, because I hadn't really been presented as like, well, you know, how do you orient yourself to the world? What are your real conscious values? So, um, and I really learned that I kind of like to seek and grow. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of was hungry to, to learn, to kind of go deeply inward to discover who I am. And then eventually that became what I did. And I knew that for me, it was this um, holistic, organic, you know, wanting to both be practical and and relatable to people because that, you know, um, I guess resonated with my critical thinking mind, but also uh, incorporating kind of the holistic wellness, the um, spiritual aspect of work and knowing that that you know, couldn't be forgotten that they both had to be kind of partners in, in that journey. So then again, I just sought out different modalities to study or healers to work with or train with or mentorships and whatnot along the way. And then, you know, it became my practice. I finally figured out kind of what the right balance was for me. And um, that's how I practice. So yeah. So when you bring in the spirituality into, cause I've, I know psychotherapy, I know psychology, 
you know, mm-hmm. I've been to see um, counselors before, but when you go and see a spiritual counselor um, or psychotherapist, what's the difference? Like, how do you bring in that spirituality? Yeah, well, it is that kind of integral pr- approach, right? So um, I think that there, uh, obviously therapy, I, I have a um, affinity for it and I'm fascinated kind of with the human behaviors, but I think at some level it can be limited, right? Because we're not fully incorporating um, the spiritual self, right? The spirit fully into all of that. At least that's been my experience with my um, studies, right? There's It's a little bit more linear. It's a little bit more um, quantified. There are measurement tools, um, pathologizing people, which is a huge part of it. And I always think there's a root cause that's always leading somebody. And we have to find that in whatever layer of the being that that is. But there, if there is an imbalance or um, lack of homeostasis in some way, my belief is that we kind of find maybe the spiritual root, the meaning, the understanding of when that trajectory was set off and how and what layer of their being. And so then we can kind of heal it at the root organic rather than pathologizing or and so a lot of traditional psychology is um just limited in that way right the there are uh, boundaries and barriers and rules and restrictions and all those things and just kind of a limited way um that traditionally right that that field will um operate from and so i think it's like how do we make that even more comprehensive how do we integrate you know, the spiritual self. And for me, spiritual isn't religious, right? It really is, um, speaks to relationships and it's all our relationship to ourself, to others, to the earth, to a higher power, to the past, to the future and to the present. And how do we, um, integrate all of those and embody them. And so, um, so I just couldn't practice any other way because it would be, you know, dishonoring, I think my values and my, you know, soul essence to do that because that is kind of just the way, which is why it's easy, right. To work with anyone. It's I'm always fascinated when I'll have people from, you know, different races and religions come and work with me because then I can learn from them and then see how this overarching umbrella of this relational, um, framework, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. that, that I would call spirituality can weave into all of that and be even more kind of integral or comprehensive. So, Yeah, that's a great explanation. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, I think yeah. there's a, a real science behind um, the, the the spiritual aspect of the mind versus the analytical and the way that I work with clients in that way. And I'm fascinated about human behavior as well, but mostly the difference between when we're stressed versus when we're relaxed. You know, when mm-hmm. we're in that stress response, we, you know, are either you know, we're in that fight or flight response mm-hmm. and, you know, adrenaline, cortisol, ad- inflammation and degeneration along that pathway. But we're designed to survive and it's important to have that as the dominant program. But we get stuck there and we can get addicted to, to the, those pathways. And that's when typically we're overanalyzing or stuck in the future or the past or overthinking, over worry, and as opposed to being more calm and present where the brain can change its mind about feeling threat and believing it's in threat. So therefore can fire growth and repair pathways instead. And from that place, we can rise above and connect to our higher self. Right. How we come from our intuition and guidance and flow in path, which is very healing. This is what people forget is not only is that a wonderful way of thinking and manifesting and creating in our lives and feeling good and feeling happy again, but it's also the best 
way that we can promote growth and repair in our minds and bodies. And I had to learn that the hard way when I was diagnosed with MS and I was paralyzed in a wheelchair, I had to learn in every way that I could, how do I maximize repair? And that's how I kind of fell into my work. Wow, honey, that is just brilliant. So um, how, like, tell me a little bit more about that journey, because I know people that listen in my group would love to hear a little bit about how you overcame that with your resilience. Really short snapshot. I was diagnosed with MS when I was 24 years old, but I think prior to that, I I was already having limiting self-beliefs on having goals in my life, but not really believing in myself enough and therefore not believing I could make it happen. So there's Mm -hmm. an inner conflict that brews there when we want something, but we're not believing. And Mm -hmm. um, that also puts us in that survival stress response. And for some reason, my body uh, slipped into more of an autoimmune disease, creating MS. And I was diagnosed when I was 24 years old. And that made me not believe even more that I was going to choose, that I was going to achieve my goals. And I was frightened about my future and I wasn't looking after myself and my actions were a mirror image of how emotionally paralyzed I felt. And so five years later, my worst fears were realized and I was paralyzed in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk, wash or feed myself. And my whole left side of the body was paralyzed. So I lived in hospital and they flooded me with all the medicine I needed to reduce the inflammation in my brain, but still I couldn't move. And um, they extended that for a a period of time longer. And something switched inside of me during those dark, dark moments where I just hit rock bottom and I had to discover a whole new version of myself. And a part of my spirit was, I guess, born then. And that's how I learned what I was capable of. But there was one special day when things changed dramatically for me and it was the power of joy. And Uh I think when I was young, I cut that off from losing connection with my higher self and intuition to cope. Uh I I became an overthinker and I was very, very worried. And so I cut off that without realising and came from my intellect and, and the worried mind instead of knowing better and tapping into my inner wisdom and higher self. So mm-hmm. I had to think a different way and I learned that what I what I was thinking and what I was feeling and that what I was believing was creating this really bad biochemistry that was leading to more inflammation for me. And so when all of my girlfriends and my twin sister came one night to put me in my wheelchair and wheeled me across the road, we had dinner. We had dinner mm-hmm. together and we just chilled out. And for the first time after a long time, I was just relaxed and I was in the moment and I was present and I was laughing with my friends And something very special happened that night. My toe moved for the first time when I got back to hospital. And so um, I I realized that um, I started to shift what I was believing and I created more of a flexible mindset because I was more relaxed and you can change your mind about the story and what you believe about yourself, but with a flexible mindset and you've got to be in that growth and repair pathway instead so I I didn't know what was going on at the time but that was the start of me letting go of that stress response and and having to back myself to believe no I as soon as I saw that my toe moved once I was like oh okay I now have the courage to go for it and I was first in at physio last to leave and I walked and ran in six weeks oh my gosh it was incredible and then so that prompted me to study and research nutrition and mindset of oh how did that happen and how do I keep it happening and so that's my story that's how my work you help other people have it you know you're obviously doing this wonderful work in the world now too so um what a what a 
Beautiful story. And that's exactly how it can work. And I love even that just word around flexibility. It's so, you know, anywhere that there's rigidity, right, that's going to show up somewhere in your life as disorder or dis-ease. And it's interesting. Um, so, you know, adopting that limitless um, flexibility inside your mindset is so essential. So, so amazing. That you found the, the key. You found the. Well, it's amazing what you, what you can do when you've got no choice but to succeed. Hey. Right. Absolutely. Mm, we all go oh. through something like that, I think. At least oh, I reckon I've died and been reborn a few times in my life already. I'm 43 in a few weeks. So hmm. I was just gonna say when you said you were 24, I thought you look 24 now. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, I wish, but thank you. It's all mindset, isn't it? I still feel 24, but yeah. Well, let's dive in. I'd love to know what does resilience mean to you, Casey? Oh, well, I mean, you just gave a really beautiful definition. Um, I, and I would say that it's, you know, a truism I come back to again and again is a problem's not a problem. It's how you orient yourself around the problem. And so it's really um, this flexibility mindset that you just so perfectly, you know, demonstrated. It really is that. And if we're too locked into thinking, right, and we might not even understand what those beliefs or those programs are, and it can be really hard when we're having um, physical pain or whatever that disability, disease, you know, or whatever limitation, it's really, I mean, I understand it's like the hardest thing in the world to have that, right, especially when you're suffering or struggling in some way, um, but if you can make space for an opening of a new possibility um, that is that is growth, right, I mean, that is this unknown that you're expanding into, and everything that's different or better than you have already experienced exists in that place, right? So we have to open and expand into that place. And then it's the choices that we make. And we always have a choice, right? Even if we're, you know, completely disabled and paralyzed uh, in a wheelchair, right? Like we always have choices with our mind that we can use or choices in, you know, like we always have that choice. And so if we possess and own that choice, um, fully and, and then lean into, okay, well, how, yeah, this is a problem and it's not always necessarily going to immediately change, but how do I really want to organize myself around this problem? And what would be a way that could expand me beyond? And if I, you think what you thought, then you'll get what you got. Right. So it's really, how do you open up to, um, just new awarenesses, new ways of thinking, new experiences, what, um, even understanding that we are limited, right? Because so often, I mean, I know, you know, in my teens and 20s, I definitely thought I, you know, understood it all. I had probably a lot more rigid beliefs about things. And so it's not until all of that is stripped away, and then you're given a choice like, oh, well, you know, what do I really believe? Where those all those constructs and beliefs or patterns or behaviors or compensatory strategies, um, yeah, do those really uh, serve me or, you know, would it serve me better to open up to something more expansive, something beyond what I currently know, a, a greater consciousness essentially, right? Yeah. Um, which is what you're describing, right? That moment when the toe can wiggle, it's like, oh, that's possible. And so your consciousness opens to that. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, I think that resiliency, um, mm. and again, for me, I find that it's just has been, I mean, as I've had trials, e even after my initial, you know, like life shattering kind of trials, um, along the way, because they, you know, life doesn't stop presenting them to you in, in ways and shapes and forms. That's just out of our control. Right. Yeah. Um, it really is. I, I recognized how, what a core, like 
innate value that was inside of me to have this resiliency. It's like, if there's a problem, well then, okay, what, what do we do? Like, how do we, you know, pull on our gloves and do whatever is necessary, um, yeah. seek help, find the people that can be guides to us, um, you know, whatever that would be, because, you know, we have to leverage, you know, I'm sure what your clients um, and mine are doing is leveraging that expanded consciousness, right? That expanded awareness. And so it's, you know, many times for myself, it's been that choice to lean into somebody who I could leverage, who had already, expanded beyond the point that I had expanded. And so, um, it's that orientation, right. To do that again and again, or finding those things in yourself, you can find those things in meditation or whatever, um, you know, aspect that you come through, as long as there's a gateway, we can, you know, we can see the gateway. We believe in the gateway. We open the gateway. We walk through the gateway. Yeah, um, I agree. That- and I think the more relaxed we are, which is what mm-hmm. I'm doing in kinesiology is I'm working out what points to hold, to move the energy, to, to mm-hmm. bring that client back into balance, um, mm-hmm. you know, calming the autonomic nervous system so that the sympathetic and the parasympathetic is more balanced. It's from there that we can then elevate our mindset to see from a new perspective, like oh. you're seeing from the penthouse and you can see all the streets, you can connect all the dots instead of just from the ground floor where all you can see is what's in front of you. Carolyn Meese taught me that analogy. Oh, she's fabulous, isn't she's she? Fabulous. So she talks about a tall building, and when you're on the penthouse, you have that more elevated mindset, and we access more like David Hawkins' work with um, um, letting uh, the power of letting go. He talks about mm-hmm. you know our elevated emotions of love, joy, compassion, and resilience, and they're more accessible with that elevated, flexible mindset. But when yeah. we're stressed, we access worry, anger, resentment, rage, you know, and yeah. um, so, it's easy, to do, right? It's easy to slip into those other things, but um, yeah, it, it's really even understanding just how that work and how miracles can happen. We can literally quantum leap in any area of our life when we have done that, right? Um, when we lean into that resiliency and that. In so that when you've way. got a client that comes to you and they're really stuck and they just can't seem to create that new reality, say with say with their career or money, even you know, and they're just really wanting it really wanting it um and they feel like they're doing all the things um what do you notice is the breakway open into that expanded consciousness to to be able to create that from for themselves Mm, well I always think it's important right to go back to the root and understand like sometimes we have to deprogram so it's it's identifying the source and that's where just treating the symptoms or talking about the problem or um like we can't get there until we've maybe gone back and even if we symbolically do that um we can go access and all of that information I believe lives and you know as, as imprints in our body right it's this stored trauma that somehow is locking us up and so often um, with me, I kind of have this intuitive, uh, like clairsentient uh, quality where I can feel um, those patterns in people's body. And it's really, I call it tracking the energy. So it's probably very, very similar to the physical points that you're doing, but for me, and it doesn't matter where in the world, because I can, once I connect and I have the contract to do that with that person, then we, I can kind of guide them. And I don't ever just want to do it for them. I want them to understand what that looks and feels like, because we can be paralyzed in any area of our life. Um, and so it's really identifying where is that and what do we need to track and move 
move and shift that is um, inside the body that some old stored memory field or old trauma that we're responding to, even if we might think consciously that we want to change that pattern and we're doing all the best things that we can, like sometimes we have to really go back and excavate whatever lives there and just, and you know, I mean, it's just as I'm sure you do, it's like identifying, oh, well, you know, what is that? you know, origin point, I guess, that lives inside the body. And then what does it feel like? And let's be with it. And you can see that you can survive it, right? That you've already survived it. And so then once you meet that energy and allow it to move, then how does it move to another place? And you just keep tracking it until there is some relief, right? And so if there is a real stuckness, I find that doing this kind of, um, you know, quantum healing or this shamanic journeying, uh, that I do with people where you're just kind of going in and having this very, um, somatic, you know, experiential session where you're just tracking the energy and then there's just immediate relief. Right. And, and your body will go through so many, you know, as you know, like intense, you know, emotions or feelings or sensations that are physical, and then you'll just see them lift in a second. Right. Um, as long as you've actually, yeah. read it energy in a meaningful way. And so then you can go approach something, um, and, and, you know, finally arrive at the place that you are in the present, but you have to kind of clear out all of that backlog that is, um, not flowing. That's, that's not allowing flow because the body's in some protective response. Um, and there's a reason, right. If the body's responding in some way, it really is trying to get you back to balance and the body, mind, spirit, what all the layers of the being, right. Um, if your environment, around you, if it's, um, I can't remember what the other thing you said, money and something else. Um, but if, if that's happening, it's not a coincidence. You have created that energetically at some level and you're continuing to imprint and download the same patterns. And so even if you're frustrated with it, right. And, and we know the emotions, um, you know, if you're frustrated or in rage or whatever the emotion is that you're feeling about the thing, yeah. we are, as we know, attaching more to those emotions. And so we're sabotaging and imprinting even deeper patterns. So how do we, again, find the light quality of what it is that we want to feel when oftentimes what we're downloading more and more and more, even if this is an experience from a past life or, you know, earlier in this life, we're downloading that um, heavier frequency, denser frequency emotion, rather than yeah. the light quality that we want to experience. So. Yeah. And with energy, you know, as we're, we're moving energy and finding the blocks and, and opening them up, our mm. body is completely connected structurally, biochemically, emotionally, and energetically. So you move the energy, your biochemistry is going to shift, hopefully out of so that survival stress response into growth and repair. But there's so many different biochemical reactions that change when you when you change the energy and and physically as if I'm working on a client's hips and we've held points to move the energy from the kidney through the bladder up to the gallbladder whatever like whatever the blocks are then mm -hmm. you know the, the the bustles and the tendons and the ligaments everything will shift at the end of the session you might find alignment back in the hips but you haven't even physically adjusted them you right. know structurally yeah. biochemically emotionally we're connected you might address right. anger that's going on in the body and perhaps usually overthinking is the neck and shoulders and you can mm. relieve that tension and pain by holding acupuncture points towards the end of the body you know so we're just totally connected 
It's totally connected. It's, it's, you know, it amazes me. And yet I know how with such deep confidence, how well all of these systems work, because I've just seen it again and again. And, they, and I, every time I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing um, to see these miracles kind of unfold for people. And, oh, yeah. um, and, you know, it, and it works. It absolutely works. Like there's no question. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, tell me, can you share a story about something you've been through that you'd like to share? Mm, sure. Um, well, it's interesting. Um, even you're talking about autoimmune and I find a lot of people, um, have, uh, healers, a, a lot of healers in this work tend to have autoimmunity. Right. And so I think that that's natural patterns that we all have. So I've, I, you know, have some, uh, struggled with autoimmunity in my own, um, world. And, uh, it's interesting because I think there is this for, you know, like our essence, right. Might tend to be to, you know, uh, be pleasers or to take on and be caretakers, but not necessarily have our own needs attended to, or just so many of those that really wire us for that, but also download these programs that end up leading to, you know, some kind of that. So that's definitely, um, a struggle, right. Uh, and, and I, so I know, uh, just the, the physical patterns for me, I know that have been really hard, uh, because when we're absorbing and we're feeling and we're moving all of, of this, even, you know, long before, um, you know, I did this work professionally, it really can be hard when it's in the body specifically, right? Because it's like, oh, how do I overcome this, uh, this, this really, pa this pain that I'm in or whatever the, you know, symptom is that you're experiencing, but pain is really a difficult one, right? Yeah. Um, and so access and not just going into this place where you're suffering and not able to shift past it. But, um, I won't say even for me that it's perfect, right? I mean, I'll have flare ups, um, but I have such a more clear relationship, um, with, what's happening and what those things are so that I can kind of catch them. So even if they, again, show up again, it's like, well, what's the orientation? Um, this, uh, as, as an ex small example, um, this, uh, week I went to a concert with a girlfriend and I don't usually drink or, um, you know, I eat pretty clean and I just do all of the things, but, you know, we had a couple cocktails before a concert and I just really felt like, death, <laughs> like an unreasonable level. And it really caused a flare in my whole system. Tips and so yeah, that can happen. Tips you, tips you over. And it's like, you know what? I just actually can't, my body really doesn't like that. I can't do that. I need to cut it out entirely. I can't even, you know, have the occasional, like haven't seen your, you know, girlfriend in four months and, you know, celebrate and have like, I just really have to be more honoring to my system because it's just not worth it. Right. To go through, yeah. um, those flares. And so again, it's not that it's perfect or that, uh, you know, we are completely overcome it, at least in my circumstance, uh, who knows, I probably need some sessions with you. Um, but it, I've had such a working relationship with it that I need to honor what I learn and then you know, grow from that. And so, it, and it's becoming like the sensitivity and the awareness is such a direct response that happens immediately that it's like, oh, I just have to really honor what it is that I've learned about my own body and, you know, this kind of health experience for myself. And so how do I listen to that? And just, I mean, man, I went through 
you know, at my cupboards even, and I had my parents come over and just pick up like all anything that had anything whatsoever inflammatory, even though there was not that much here anyway, but it's just like, okay, how do I get rid of all of these, um, you know, patterns, right? How do I listen to those? And, and a lot of it has to do with my intuition as well, right? I can just feel, um, cause I also have had, um, been a headache sufferer. Part of, part of all of that is, you know, headaches, migraines for me. And so it's like, I can just start feeling it right. Like climb up my neck when I'm not honoring my intuition and I'll feel it and I'll catch it before it like reaches all the way. And I can actually do that now. Right. Okay. So I'm like, all of those things have come way, 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 way down. And if, because all that I need to do is honor really the message that I'm getting. And if I don't do that, um, it gets worse. Right. And it will turn into a whole, you know, flared thing where I, you know, I'm suffering and I can't do anything and I have to lay in a dark room or whatever that is. And so for me, um, you know, certainly there have been other struggles, but just, you know, since you, obviously we're talking about health here might be valuable even just to talk about that relationship, right? It's not ever perfect. I don't know what your experience is. If, if all of your flares or symptoms um, have completely dissipated, or if you still have to have an ongoing relationship, but for me, it's not about like healing is not um, deleting something forever, right? It's really when it comes, when it shows up again, when you learn, you know, like what, what do you do about it so that yeah. you can get rid of it quicker so that you can dissolve whatever that is and just honor, um, you know, it's a really, really important message, Casey. Cause like, yeah, in my personal experience, when I'm honoring the message, it's usually when I catch myself because, you know, catching up with friends and going out and having a few cocktails equals a reward to me as well that feels like oh yes I'm I'm having fun so I'm gonna have that cocktail you know I've been working so hard this is my free time so I'm gonna have that cocktail and you know it, it just little things like that or eating the wrong food um, will tip me over but I will be desperate or craving for that fun time when I've been mm. working too much and if mm -hmm. I haven't given myself a balance of like, you know, exercise, good food, or just actually having time out where I'm just having time off. So mm -hmm. my me honoring the message is way back on that line of, oh, why do I feel like that glass of wine tonight? Because I have been working back to back for the last couple of weeks and I haven't taken that break. What are you, right. what are your messages that you get? Uh, I mean, so many this week alone, like, I, I don't know what came over me. I'm sure there's something, you know, in the stars, but I just was really like, I was resetting my whole calendar because sometimes I'll tend to work until seven 30 or eight sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? I really can't do this. I had a couple of cancellations that all lined up at the end of my day. And I was off at like four 30 or something, which is like unheard of. And of course that's like a normal hour that most people are off. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like I started reaching out to people, uh, my clients, right. Who are kind of have steady spots that are in, um, more of the evening and just saying, you know what, I need you to switch. I need to restructure my whole. So I did that whole thing with my calendar. So, um, but it is, it's all of that. It's, it's just any message. And sometimes you don't really know what it's going to be, right. You could be somewhere or with, with someone and it's like this, no, this doesn't feel right. Or no, this is like, I, it's just not. And so you can't necessarily anticipate it until you're there, but if you're getting the message, 
for me, a lot of it is, can I honor this? If there's somebody, you know, um, that doesn't feel good to work with or, um, whatever that is, it's like giving myself permission to really honor that rather than sacrifice because you know, I need to help others or I need to be polite or I need to be, you know, whatever, um, nice. It's just, I, I can't do that. I'll, if someone comes over, here's another trigger for me, um, is fragrances like perfumes, if I'm doing something and somebody shows up, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go wash that off. <laughs> I just yeah. like, I can't. So I'm willing to like, say the thing that might be awkward or uncomfortable. I'm willing to kind of put boundaries, boundaries. around yeah. boundaries around what I know that my needs are. Um, otherwise, I mean, I might tell somebody to do that or I might just, I, you know, Hey, I can't go. Like I just can't, you know, it's not whatever. So um, and it's so hard to do, right? When we are, you know, I think in that corner of of caretaking and helping, yeah. wanting to be good for other, yeah, that that pleasing. I put it in the confirmation email or my boundaries. Hey, bring a water bottle. Uh, wear socks to your appointment. Um, that would be a good thing. Please don't wear perfume. You know, and then it's in writing, and it you don't have to say it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so smart. Well, I was even thinking in personal like relationships. Like if a friend comes over and yeah. they're like wafting you know um because I you know don't meet too much with people in my office anymore so I haven't really had that but even you know I had um I had a client ask me if they could vape they were in the office with me and they asked if they could vape and I was like no <laughs> you know no yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. you have to do that after our time or before yeah. and um and so you know just random things that you just aren't you know don't even think are going to come up but um but they do and so how do you speak to those and just really in a really you know i mean there's nothing impolite really about it and um it's really a boundary boundaries are always about ourselves not about others and so you know they can choose you know to to honor your boundaries or not and that's always a choice and then i have a choice if you know those things resonate or not. So, so, so many things, right. I mean, they're just hundreds of millions and they just sneak up and it's like, well, how are we finding these, how are we creating the containers around our lives so that we can be the healthiest version of ourselves, and that we can continue to grow and heal and hold space for people to heal. Because if that throws us off, then I really believe that people are absorbing the consciousness of, um, their healers, right. So choose wisely, And, you know, if they're not holding a frequency that uh, is really resonant and, and clear and impeccable, then um, we're going to be absorbing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when you're not hearing or honoring the message, um, you will feel a brewing in the body and perhaps even physical symptoms that will come on, come on, such as a headache, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes even pain. But when yep. you do honor it, you'll do things like you'll catch on early where you need to restructure your diary, your calendar, you'll listen to your gut and intuition, you know, really tapping into what feels right, even including people to work with or not, um, saying no and healthy boundaries. I think that's really useful. I think it's important, like when we get to know ourselves and we arrive at kind of a homeostasis, then we identify what that baseline for us is that's going to be different for everyone you know some other you know you're going to have different needs and baseline right than than I would and so and they're all right I mean they're all perfect and they're all right and it's just really identifying what's my baseline and if I I'm off-centered from that in some way it could be um you know I, I think another 
places that I'll go up, I'll notice that I'm, I'm distracted. Like my thoughts are going to this thing where now I'm thinking about this thing, or I'm feeling irritated, or I'm feeling, um, uncomfortable or frustrated, or there's something that will throw, you know, it could be just this overthink. So I'm not present. I'm not as present because I'm off baseline. Right. And so it's like, how do we come back to that presence? How do we come back to that center point? How do we know what that feels like when it's, you know, just we're, anchored in our body in that way and all the rest just flows right it just really is flow so exactly and when we return to our anchor which is why I called my business Ben like bamboo is to anchor oh. the tree to create that flexibility in the mindset we know who we are we know what we stand for we know what we're made of we know what to walk towards we know what to walk away from because we know how to return back to ourselves and it is it's that homeostasis of that base returning back to self whether that's meditation or journaling in the, in the morning and evening and a way to catch yourself throughout the day to also return to base what are those rituals for you I mean I just they're mine what are yours Oh, so many. And it could be, it all really depends on what's happening, right? So it could mean that I have to put on some Sanskrit music in the background, or I need to go stretch, or I need to go, you know, meditate or lay down or um, do some yoga poses. It could be tapping or it could be anything. Yeah. It, could be, it could be, I'm really hungry. Wow. I'm super thirsty or I need, wow, I need some, um, I'm, you know, salt, you know, pink salt in my water or just yeah. it's, like where it is that you're out of balance so that you then know all the tools, you know, as comprehensive as that can be, and it can be ever evolving, but what are the things that will help you get back to that place? Um, like, like Sunday night, you know, I'm not a big TV watcher or anything, but I thought, you know what, I've actually had a really busy week. Um, I had this flare up at the beginning of the week. It's been kind of a go, go, go week. And I thought, you know, when I'm done with our podcast, I'm just going to go like watch a movie or watch a funny show or something. And so, you know, it's, that just really is what feels like that will center me tonight, but it wouldn't be every night. It wouldn't be, you know, it's kind of, how do you really listen to the message that the body is actually saying and what would be the correct um, or, you know, most appropriate antidote. And then that can be trial and error too, because if you're not having that relief or coming back to center, um, then, you know, try something else in Absolutely. your arsenal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Playfulness and, you know, bringing that comedy back into life can really do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Just the kind of that level. So I just, I mean, that was just a thought that I had, you know, yeah. I don't know, before we hopped on, I thought that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm just like, feel like that. And it's, yeah. it's not common. Right. But it, if I didn't really listen to what I need, then I could do lots of other things that would probably also give yeah. me that peace. But I just thought, yeah, that's what it feels. That's what today feels like. There's so. a lot of science behind, you know, that, you know, when we don't take ourselves seriously, we relax and we laugh, we come out of that threat state and we do fire growth and repair. I mean, I learned that on my journey, when my toe moved, it was laughing with my friends and feeling safe again, present. And I felt the joy like absorbing up my body into all of my cells. It was a profound feeling. And then for my toe to then move that night, I knew something special had happened. So yeah. power of comedy and, and laughing. Yeah. Oh, it's so important. Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that you need that. So, um, and, and really it is just that it's like a tuning to what is needed because that's the flexibility that we're talking about, right? The, if yeah. every time there was a rigidity, like, okay, well, I feel this way. And then I must go do this. It, like, there's no one right answer. And my answers might not be the right answers for someone else. And that's okay. But discover 
you know, go inward to discover what your answers are, go inward to really understand what the messengers are that are coming through, um, and giving you information about, uh, yourself and, um, who you really are and what you value and how best to, you know, what that feels like to be aligned with that. Yeah. And the message is about acceptance. Yeah. All that go inward. That's such, they're beautiful, beautiful lessons you've just presented, you know, knowing yourself, which is different, different for everybody, discovering what your baseline is coming back to your inner anchor and so many different ways, music, stretching, meditation, yoga, tapping, hydration, water, all the pillars of health. Thank you so much, Casey. Do you have any other lessons that you want to share? They're all so juicy. Uh, aren't they? No, I mean, I think um, hopefully we've covered, you know, covered a, lot. a lot. Yeah, really, I could talk to you forever on this. I, uh, I no, likewise. Um, no, I mean, hopefully people will find value in even just those. I um, don't know what else to add at the moment to that. No, that's but perfect. Honestly, thank you so much for sharing your story and how you work with your clients and your beautiful business. Um, if you want to follow, follow Casey, you can find her on Instagram. Um, shrink bigger and also her website shrinkbigger.com and all those links will be in the blog and in the podcast and the video on youtube casey thank you so much for being on the ben like bamboo podcast today tonight (laughs) yes today for you thank you darling i will see you again soon i'm sure i hope so Thanks for listening to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Please rate and share the episode with your community or anyone you think may need to hear this episode. If you would like any help with maximizing well-being and flexibility in your life personally, you can see me one-on-one at the private practice in Melbourne or on Zoom if you are not local. You can book in or find more info at benlikebamboo.com. If you would like help remotely, I have a resilience program you can do as an online course with six ebooks and videos on mind, body, food, connection that include resilience and tools that can help you to feel happier and healthier after rebuilding from change, stress or illness. If you would like help with boosting resilience and wellness in the workplace, you can book in for a free Zoom discovery chat. The Ben Like Bamboo at Work program can be delivered in person or virtually. And if you would like to inquire about Ben Like Bamboo at School, you can find information on all these programs on my website, amandacampbell.com.au. And you can contact me on email, amanda at benlikebamboo.com. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And remember that flexibility builds resilience. And no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you at the next session.